Hey, Sea of Red, Raja here with a special announcement. I'm a brand ambassador for SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a mobile app that literally lets you buy tickets in the easiest way possible. I think their tagline is that they take the confusion out of buying tickets. Something like that. Use the promo code CFT to get $20 off of your first SeatGeek order. I'm talking sporting events, concerts. Remember, the promo code is C of T. Share it around, tell your friends, and go Flames Go. That ugly cat, is his name Hunter? Baby, let me ask you something. Is you down the road? Oh, here's Lennon, shot, scores! They go into the goal. Lennon through the middle of the shot, block and shot, scores! Matthew Kachuk, what a goal! Back to Matthews, in front! Oh, what a stop by Markstrom! How does that not go? And play continues. Monahan back across, Mangiapane scores on the backhand! Johnny, is Johnny a top guy now? Pardon? Is Johnny a well, top guy? Well, he has been a top guy. You guys, hey, I've said that all year. I mean, you guys were the ones who said last year he wasn't. I was the one who said he was. I would, I, you told me I did, wouldn't like, didn't like Johnny Goodrow. And so you can't make it up as you go along. you got to base it on performance. He's a top player in the league. How is he not a top player in the league? He has a chance of winning the scoring race, you guys. Right? On a good team. So top guys play on good teams makes a difference. That's what their job is. So I have a data set from Quant Hockey here showing aggregate player totals across the league with the last eight seasons combined. Let me just uh, list this off. So Patrick Kane is in first. Connor McDavid's in second. Sidney Crosby's third. Dreisaitl's fourth. Marshan is fifth. Ovi's sixth. And Johnny Hockey is seventh. But I was told that he wasn't a top guy the last two years by the type of donkey that Shrek wouldn't even want. So what, 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 how are you feeling about that? I mean, that, like, <sighs> watching the clip of Francis asked Seller, ooh, ooh, is Johnny, so Johnny's a top guy now, hey? Eric, do you even watch the games, man? Like, or do you just get up there and say whatever stupid shit that you can just to save your job like he's in the dome every night i don't know like is he watching a different hockey game than us is he watching the hitman play or 
<laughs> what do you mean, is Johnny a top guy now? He's seventh in the league in points over the last eight seasons. Clearly, he's a top guy, Eric. And for people that want to sit and be like, oh, that's such a spread out data set. You have new guys coming into the league and whatnot. Okay, well, over the last seven seasons, he's eighth. Sixth, ninth. Notice how he's still in the top ten. Five seasons, eighth. Like, do you want more data? Do you want more data? Four seasons, 11th. Like, I don't understand how, like, okay, Johnny Goudreau this season, right? Like, what what a joke. Like, he leads the league in primary points, which to me is a monster stat. Absolute, like, if you're leading the entire NHL with production five on five, that's deadly. That, that means something. That means something. Um, like, come on, man. Like, what do you mean? Is he a top guy now? Like, what a doof. What a doof. How, how yeah. on earth? How on earth does a guy like Eric Francis have the job that he has? Whereas, like, there are so many individuals that I know for a fact, and this is across all markets. This isn't just in Calgary, every market has an Eric Francis. You know how, um, like, even Nathan McKinnon in the playoffs last year, that fucking question that they asked him, reporters dropping F-bombs mid-question, like, you joke. What a joke. Yeah, literally. Like, like, okay, every market has an individual who speaks out of their ass. And the thing that's sad is that I know for a fact there are more than just those individuals across each market that a care about their team b know a thing or two about the game that could probably do an unreal better job than eric francis at that position he's like oh senior columnist for Sportsnet. oh formerly on the hockey night in canada pretty much like seriously who's shrek in his life like i want to know like i want to know hey donkey like who 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 who's the shrek in his life because my God, like, I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure he's a great person. Co- comedian, not really, because, you know, only he laughs at his own jokes. But you know what? Like, I, you got to find the balance between roasting a guy for his job and roasting the guy personally. We're not sitting here harping on him personally. We've never met the guy. But my God, you suck at your job. Literally. And I, I'm, I'm so surprised with the leash that, like, those media guys get from their companies. Like Eric, this isn't the first time Eric said something stupid. Like Eric is pretty much, you can guarantee that like, there's going to be one questionable thing coming out of his mouth a week. Um, Which is funny because he's sort of restrained himself when he's like on the intermission panels. Like he's trying not to be a dude when he's up there. But it's like, all right, like even that time that he even made that joke about like Hall and McDavid, like we talked about this last weekend, like talking about the guitar, he starts laughing at his own joke. And I'm just like, all right, well, that's enough. That's it's not a tough crowd. It's just that wasn't funny. Like, there's like, uh. throughout the intermission and then at the postgame pressers, he's just got to like blow his load all over terrible questions then. 
dude, like that is it, it, it's the fact that he just had the audacity to add the now at the end of the question. Like, yeah. bro, why do you hate Johnny? Seriously. I want to know, like, what did he do to you since he's been here? Because the second this man signed in 2016, Eric's been slowly plotting how he's going to run him out of town in 2022. Pretty much, yeah, actually. But, like, the second that contract was signed. Yeah, but he's not re-signing here when that's expired. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Eric, uh, Eric has it out for Johnny. But, I mean, like, he's fourth in the league in points. Johnny Gaudreau has more points than Austin Matthews this year. There is a six-point buffer between him and Kirill Kaprizov for the league lead in even-strength production. Yeah. It is not, like, it is ridiculous how good Johnny Goudreau has been this year. He's in the heart conversation. He's, like, like as Sutter said, like, he's literally battling for the league lead in points. He's five yep. away from Connor McDavid. Five. Yep. And Connor McDavid has like what, forty points on the power play, something like that. And I mean, they're both both Connor and Leon's production has kind of dipped since December. But like, of Connor and Leon, do you watch that Oilers game last night? <laughs> I caught a bit of it. Yeah. Um. I have never seen a game where the refs wanted a team to win harder than that game. Damn. It was, it was bizarre. Like I, I think Tampa had eight or nine penalties at the end of the night. That's gross. Yeah. I saw, I saw Sergeyev. I, I was like, you're a beauty when he like fucking turns around in the box. He's like two, two cups. Cause he won them in that building. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, you guys can fucking sit out of my off spot. I won two cups in your building. Two cups. Oh, dude, like, I just, I, oh, my God. No, like. Brian geez. Elliott, like, I think uh, Edmonton only scored one power play goal, though. Out of, like, the eight power plays that they had, they only had one power play goal. And I was just laughing to myself because how do you not score more with McDavid and Dreisaitl on the ice? It's because Glenn Gullitson runs their power play, bro. I know. That is literally why. Like, when the power play does not succeed, like, that's literally – that has, like, what be, their power play is so good and it has nothing to do with coaching. Like, no. You think – Glenn Gullitson's out here going to Tim's, like, hey, boys, so, uh, Connor, uh, well, well, you wanted a uh, mocha frappuccino? Okay. <laughs> whipped cream or no whipped cream? It's like, all right. Like, like come on. Like, Glenn Gullitson yeah. is not giving them any sort of leeway on with a power play that – absolutely stacked like that's the best part of that team bro like that's the best part of their team yeah a hundred percent like it's just it's crazy um yeah like through dimitri filipovic you know came on twitter after the tampa game and he was like johnny goudreau this season through 57 games 26 goals 51 assists 51 five on five points for first in the league 64 primary points for first in the league. Wow. And 4.4 points per 60, which is second in the NHL. And the Flames are up 68 to 25 with him on the ice at five on five. Yeah. Is Johnny a top guy now? I think so. 
<laughs> I think you could say that, yeah. I think he always has been. Johnny Goudreau is plus 44 on the year. Johnny Goudreau versus the NHL top five teams this season. Nine games, six goals, 14 points. He's got, that's a 1.56 point per game rate, if my math is correct. That's a plus five. And his shooting percentage is 24. Holy. That's against the top five teams in the league this season. But no, Johnny's not a top guy. Not like he's needed help the last eight years, you bonehead. Literally, literally. Like, this is the best line he's ever had. Yeah. Working with him. And this is what we're seeing. Yeah. Like, come on, man. No, yeah, I know. It's just ridiculous. Like, this whole, like, the, the dome chanting Johnny on Thursday made me so happy. I was like, oh. you buffoons. Only 60% of the fan base wanted the guy gone after 2019, but okay. Right. Johnny. I'm not, I, I, I was part of that. I was a Johnny hater for a bit, but. Yeah. Uh, At least you're honest. No, At yeah, honest. honest. I, I was a Johnny hater for a bit, but uh, I could not have regretted my decision more than uh, after I've seen what he's done this year. I I can't believe I hated the guy because I literally want to put a ring on his finger. I don't know. <laughs> Go over to Meredith, be like, can we, uh, can we be like, uh, can I be like the co-wife? But like, yeah. you know. Be like Meredith, please. Yeah, fuck dude. Like just, I was always on the trade Monaghan train. After 2019, I was like, you're not – like, I wouldn't touch Johnny. I think Monaghan's the problem. And uh, that's – I mean, I could call myself a time traveler because fuck that <laughs> as well. <laughs> that really would. That really would. Um, yeah, you had it figured out, I think. Like, I, I was like, there's no way. Um, I mean, we'll get into it. Let's start with the Washington game. That was a 5-4 yeah. loss. Um did you even care that we lost that game? I didn't. No, I mean, we put in a good effort. Um, Vladar looked a little shaky in that uh, early, some bad rebound control. Um, didn't seem totally into it. Uh, I don't know, though. Like, the guys were exhausted from the game against Edmonton the night before. You could see it. Um, oh, yeah. The legs and uh, the fact that we made that game a 5-4 game was good enough for me. Mm. I mean, the way I see it is I think the last minute of the game alone solidified it in my brain that I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not mad like at all. I'm very – I like in my, the way I viewed it was give the team credit for making Washington work for that win. Like, oh, still – still made them work for that win, even with, you know, the entire team fatigued, the, you know, grueling schedule, dude, grueling. Like, this next home stretch here is absolutely disgusting. The fact that we even get to record right now and we're only talking about three games, that's lucky. It is, yeah, because, yeah, it's a busy, busy schedule coming up here. Um, like, we even have Colorado tonight in Denver. Um I want to quickly ask you about that. Uh, how, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Because we played last night and absolutely molly the Detroit Red Wings. Like, it wasn't even a hockey game. It was like 
a bantam double A team against the Calgary Flames. It was abuse. I don't know how Thomas Grice stood on his head the way he did because, like, like man, if Thomas Grice was the version, the eight six five save percentage version of himself, right? Like I thought, yeah, like, it's like, like, and then he stood on his head all night long. And I mean, like. You know, Colorado is going to be hungry. We beat them last week. They're pissed off coming off their last game. Landis Cog's out, needs surgery. Gerard needs out. But two guys with significant cap out for an extended period of time. So expect a Claude Giroux trade in like a few days. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm saying. Like, just. No, 100%. Uh, but do uh, you, I guess what I'm asking, do you kind of expect it to be like the Washington game? Do you expect the Flames to be uh, down a notch? Maybe to start off, maybe the opening 20, if we can get out of the opening 20 with, like, a decent score, I feel like the legs will come in uh, starting in the second. I mean, I like, I don't know if it's going to be as big of a factor tonight. I think it, there obviously will be a, you know, piece of it that you watch the team, you're like, okay, they're starting slow. But – like that off day they had prior to the Tampa game, it immediately reset them. Oh, it did wonders. Like, like thank God for that day off. Honestly. Um, it did absolute wonders. And I mean, like, you know, time change, travel. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we do not start on time. I would say if we can get out of the first and it's still like a decent score. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't be too worried about it if it was back to back at the dome. It's just the fact that we had to travel to Colorado right after the game last night. Um, and like even just flying takes it out of you a little bit, you know? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Elias Lindholm can just like, dude, I'm not like, I don't think I've ever, there's a weird, like a really weird love that I have for Elias Lindholm. It's like not even the fact that since he's been in Calgary, he's been an absolute unit and like one of our top point producers in now his fourth season here. But it's the fact that whenever he scores, it's his fucking smile, bro. I know. I can't. Like I look at it, I'm like, dude, like this man absolutely – like, you look at Johnny and him having a little moment after the Hattie, like, near the bench. And I look over, and I'm like, what is Monaghan thinking in that moment, dude? Yeah, like, that used to be me. That yeah, no, like, I was like, can we please check on Monty's mental health, please? Like, <laughs> this man is literally, like, if you saw the shot of the bench, he's, like, the farthest away in the corner from like, the rest of the team. He's kind of looking. And then Gaudreau and Lindholm are, like, smiling into each other's eyes. And yeah. he's coming in and like patting them on the, on the helmet. And I'm like, bro, Monaghan, like, can we, can we get like, make sure he's okay, please? Like, this is not okay. Yeah. Right. My favorite thing Lindholm is like, yeah, the season he's having, obviously, but he just loves to be a Calgary flame. Um, like his Instagram posts, every time we oh. win, he's like posting on Instagram about how awesome it was to have the sea of red there and whatnot. Like, the guy is just a true Calgary flame and I love it. I love it so much. Me too. Like it's, it's incredible. I, 
like you couldn't have asked for like okay you can talk about I guess who won and who lost that deal in hindsight it's worked pretty freaking good for us um and the fact that there's still a debate right the fact that there's still a debate it's like okay you realize none of the assets we gave Carolina are part of their organization right like exactly like like chill on the people talking about it like still with that debate like what are you talking about yeah it's just yeah I don't know I people are so stuck up about the whole yeah but Dougie Hamilton and Adam Fox like Adam Fox wasn't gonna sign here he he wasn't in Carolina either yeah so like why is that a talking point like whatever it's fine um I hate that entitled kid yeah um, I really thought we were going to steal that game against Washington uh, when yeah. Ruzuk took the, took the penalty in the third for tripping and Tanev and Anderson threw their bodies on the line uh, to make some massive blocks on that penalty kill. Um, I really thought that was going to be a momentum shifter, but the Flames just couldn't get the puck out of the zone. We got caught on a bad change and Nick Dowd absolutely ripped one top cheddar uh <laughs> yeah no like uh, seriously. But, like, if you get that puck out of the zone i think the flames win that game because that penalty kill was a huge momentum shifter that kill okay like that was probably that was probably one of the main shifts i've seen this year where it was just pure heart oh 100 that was like that got me like it's shifts like that that get me more amped up than a sexy goal i'm serious no like having a penalty kill like that like when i saw anderson throw his body like in front of two ovechkin one-timers and he looked like he was just beaten bruised after him i was like you're really like just putting it on the line for this game even though you played last night you're deadbeat tired um like it just this team just continues to impress me night in and night out dude like this is what i'm saying like can we start acting like we have a contending team please like i swear the number of people that are still like always hitting the court of like yeah but you know like i don't know like i'm still skeptical it's like okay i understand it i do it's not like i haven't been watching this team since i was five i completely understand where you're coming from but at the same time like you watch this team, we're slapping the shit out of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Like, like ugh, Vegas, St. Louis, Toronto, Colorado, Tampa. Tampa. Come on, man. How are you not, like, how could anyone who's even an outside observer who absolutely, who I guess doesn't pay attention to the extent that we do, but how could anyone who's an outside observer not look at this team and be like, Oh shit. Right. Something special is going on in Calgary right now. And remember when we absolutely thumped Florida at home, like six, nothing or whatever it was like like, that Chucky redirect is still the sexy, like a top two goal I've seen this season. I don't care. Yeah. Like that goal is going to be in my head rent free for like the rest of my life. I'm not kidding. That was one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Like I, I just think that people aren't exactly like there is a buy-in. I want to say the more like the collective majority of the fan base understands this team's for real. 
and the type of shit that they're able to pull. And I yeah. mean, like at the end of the day, like even when we're losing, they're not giving us a reason to overreact. Like we lose that Washington game. It's like none of us gave a shit. We were like, yeah, no, we played well still. It happens. Yeah. You lose hockey games. You're not going to win them all. And that's um, the thing that people need to get because every single time we lose a game, people are just so dialed back to the last three seasons that it's like, well, I want to say two and a half, 2019 playoffs. That's when that shit started. But the last two seasons of just people going like, oh no, here we go again. It's like, okay. Yeah. No. What do you mean? Here we go again. What, but what every- red flag has this team given you? Like exactly. Cause every time the, the next game, they come out and they put in a great effort and they usually get the win. So love it. Um, love it. Team's ready to go, man. Dude. Like I just come on, like the Washington game, like you, you attempted late comeback. You know what though? If that man shot went off the way he wanted it to, I feel like we would have tied it with like 20 seconds left. Oh, I, we would have, we actually like, would have had an open net. He just shot it wide. Like, man, like that was, that was crazy. I don't know. It's it was crazy. The fact that this team is absolutely dominant this season. And the fact that I say like every second sentence, <laughs> uh, it's one or the other, like, I'm going to go with the dominant team because I've been saying like every second sentence since the seventh grade. So yeah, no, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, yeah. So Tampa game. Yeah. Johnny Goudreau banked two goals off of Andre Vasilevsky, one off his ass. And I love how he straight up just said that like in his post game pressure, he's like, yeah, I banked it off his butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, um, man, like, Again, power play goal. Toffoli's the primary point getter on that one. Like, come on, man. Tyler Toffoli's addition to the power play, just addition to this team in general. People make memes that, like, whenever he does something, the flame fan, like, the fan base loses his shit. But it's true. Like, I'm sitting here screaming, jumping up and down, like, like yeah. losing it every time because I'm still in shock that we even have him on our team. It's I know. Been 13 games. And he's like, it's been 13 games of him in a Flames jersey. And I'm still sitting here like, wait, this is real? Like, we actually have him? Like, this is cool. Best great drive for living's made. Oh, 100%. Um, and I don't know if you've, like, noticed, but ever since Toffoli became a Flame, the buy-in around the city and, like, in the fans, it's just, it's on a whole other level. Like, everybody in Calgary is just kind of, like, Holy crap, the Flames did something big. They got a big name uh, to bolster that top six, to help out on the power play, and it's worked like a charm, and the city loves it. So good. And then Johnny scores again (laughs) with a minute left in the second to make it 2-1. Primary from Kachuk. And then what a play along the wall by Trevor Lewis. Because, wow, it was Lewis and then Gutty with a beautifully timed and placed shot right to Bax's tape. Backlund scored on his son's birthday. Like, come on, man. Like, that that type of shit, like, warms your heart. I love it. I love it. I was laughing after the the two Johnny goals because 
like Vasilevsky making some unreal saves in that second period. And then Goudreau banked another one off of him. And I'm like, okay, that's it. It's the only way to beat him. Just start going behind the red line and just ripping him off his back. Yeah, like, like AP physics, like, like, all right, so let's do it. Literally, because like, I was like, there's no way we're beating them any, any different way. And then 52 seconds later, good Branson and Backlund proved me wrong. Um, yeah, that goal was beautiful. A beautiful yeah. re- redirection. Vasilevsky didn't stand a chance. I mean. And the timing of it, too, like eight seconds left to go. Like in the final minute, we scored two. Solidified a two-goal lead heading into the third. Yeah. Yeah, tell me that wasn't a big-time goal. Like, you just saw the life get sucked out of Tampa after they oh, give wow. that with eight seconds left in the second. Did you see Kalorn's face? He was like... I know, yeah. <laughs> like a Kardashian post-breakup. Just like... <laughs> what a W of a game that was. Seriously, I loved it. Loved every second. Johnny completes the Hattie for his sixth in his career. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yeah, on a beautiful pass from Wen home behind the net, Johnny just quick release, Vasilevsky. Like no it's the fact, yeah, it's the fact that this team has I guess a heart candidate, two Selkie candidates, and a Vesna candidate. That's what you need to win a cup. That's that's insane. Yeah, Marky uh stopped 30 of 31 against Tampa. He had some really good saves in that game against Tampa. Um, like Tampa had some really good scoring chances, and Marky Marky was up to the task. What do you think of Sean Monahan and the Steven Stamkos uh, oh. interaction? Stamkos is a baby, man, like a literal child on the ice. I mean, because he got hit. I mean, I I'd be a baby too if I was made of glass. So. <laughs> Like, I'd be like, why did you hit me there? I just had that hip replaced, like, two months ago. Like, what are you, 80? True. I, well, I mean, Monaghan was the one that's hitting him, and I think Monaghan's the only one that's had the same amount of surgeries as uh, Stamkos has, so. Literally, literally. <laughs> the only, like, it's literally, it was literally a battle between, like, the two Robot. guys who have been under the knife, like, more, more than anyone <laughs> else in the league the last three years. Like, oh, God. Like, it, I, I was like, all right. I was okay with the whole like confrontation element of it to start off. But then when he just comes in, drops the gloves and starts punching him and Monaghan's not fighting him back. I'm like, you fucking loser. Literally. Like, what, like what, what, what was the point of that? I don't know. It reminded me of the Cassian Kachuk thing, but like on a lesser scale. Yeah. Because it was Pretty- like, it was like, it was like borderline pathetic tensions boiled over and even in that Edmonton Tampa game last night like there were after Tampa scored to make it 2-1 with like eight minutes to go in the third and then a full-out brawl broke out like tensions are running high in Tampa right now they are not happy with what's going on so I guess you can't blame them for uh, acting the way that they did but come on just like stop, don't don't be a baby about it like yeah come on. Like the, it's just, it wasn't even that bad of a hit. Like it was just pure contact on the, on the numbers, like take a hit and be a man and don't cry about it. Exactly. Um, It's funny how it's easier said than it is done. Like we're sitting here like, Oh, be a man. Don't be a baby. But if we were playing, I'd probably throw the biggest hissy fit on the play. Like I'd be Kadri 2.0, bro. 
I like, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I was in the league, A, it's because I'm Lebanese. And Codger's also Lebanese. So it's not just that. But I would literally throw, like, like I obviously wouldn't, you know, show off the universal sign for murder if someone yeah. caught me open ice pretty smartly. But at the same time, like, I can understand why tensions have started to boil over. And that also has a lot to do with the officiating in the league the last few weeks. Like, like absolute horse shit. Like, can we act yeah. like we have a professional hockey league, please? I know. I know. Yeah. The, the, the refing has been something else. You take a look at the Tampa game, you know, Kachuk had the highest expected goals percentage that night. Like a lot of people don't understand that like Kachuk actually deserves a Selkie more than Lindholm, but I feel like Lindholm gets more leeway out of it because he's a center. You know what I mean? More people, more people pinpoint Lindy because he takes the face-offs and he takes the tougher minutes and all this, but it's like you actually look at, you know, advanced metrics. line is deployed with advanced metrics. All the work along the wall, down low, like the play driving is coming out of 19. He deserves to be in this healthy conversation more so than Lindholm, even though they should be both. They should we have two guys that should be nominated for the Selkie. It's crazy. Yeah. And Lindholm kills penalties, so that adds on to the Selkie uh, yeah. conversation. Chucky doesn't. Um, but, yeah, no, Chucky is the reason that Outline's found so much success this year. He's always the one uh, along the boards battling, uh, setting up Lindholm and Goudreau, uh, getting the puck turned over in the offensive zone. I mean, just all three guys on that line are just – like they were meant to be together, you know what I mean? Like they they've been meant to be together the last like three seasons, but we just never tried it because of yeah, pure, pure incompetence. Yeah, just like oh, I what like man, words cannot express like how happy I am being a Flames fan. Like, it, it, what a year we're having seriously and i know that obviously come playoff time none of this is going to mean anything if we get bounced in the first round again but this sort of vibe and like i guess championship caliber type of wave that's around this team right now i've never felt it before no and me neither me neither you've been 18 18- have the confidence that I have this year um yeah 18 19 I was still tentative even though we had a really like I I was like okay this is the team proving that you know they can score at will but how is it going to translate to the playoffs we all know how that happened don't really want to talk about it um but yeah like you take a look at this team though this year and it's like Inject all of this into my veins, please. Like, just all of it. I, it's funny. Yesterday I go on the Flames IG and I was like, Michael Stone in three games has one more point than Brett Ritchie through 28. And some guy responds and he's like, he's like, you just have to put someone down, huh? I can't just enjoy a win. I'm like, generally put him down, just state it a fact. I'm sorry that you're, I hurt your feelings. Like what? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I, like 
I'm sorry. The only person that's around this organization that I genuinely have a gripe with, Eric Francis. That's it. That's it. I don't like the entire team. I don't hate anyone on this team at all. I know that guys like Richie, guys like Richardson, they're here to execute certain roles. And I understand it when they're in the lineup. I'm not going to sit and, and target anyone who plays for my team. I've never been that way. I just say what's on my mind sometimes, like any other sports fan. And it is what it is. There's always just going to be people on social media that have to pick a fight. And that's just the way it is. They just, they're having a shit day and they want to make your day shitty too. So that's just the way it is. I don't pay attention whenever I get, like, I'm really good at blocking out stupid Instagram. Like anytime I comment something and somebody's like, comes at me or tries to chirp me, I'm like, I don't care, man. I'm going to say what I want to say say and your opinion does not matter to me one bit especially when it's wrong you know there's such thing as a wrong opinion when it's not backed up by facts yeah like there is like there is such thing if you're going out and saying a take nothing reinforces your take you're a clown you're a clown aka eric francis (laughs) like i'm serious like it as much as we as much as like there are some people who could like respect the guy for saying what's on his mind and to a certain extent like I get that but it's like there's no basis of thought that's running through between the ears yeah exactly like nothing there's nothing yeah it's crazy like I like dude like it the entire season he hasn't really bothered me all that much besides like a few questions and then that question absolutely like i was like eric you were doing so well for four months what happened yeah no he he can't see this team succeed it just makes his blood boil like i'm sorry if you can only write articles when the team is bad maybe go cover the coyotes or some shit yeah honestly like just get like if stop acting like you actually give a shit about this team can you imagine francis in the at the parade He'd be, he'd be the one guy to press in the entire thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. Anyways, so heading into yesterday's game, unless you want to add anything else from the Tampa game. Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think I'm good on that one. All righty. So heading into last night, about five minutes prior to warm-up, we get a tweet that Oliver Shillington is out day-to-day with a lower body injury. And immediately I was like, oh my God, Michael Stone's coming in. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Immediately. Because like, obviously. And then I thought about it and I was like, Daryl's smart. He's going to put Stone with Tanev. There's no way in hell he's going to break up Tanev and Anderson. And there's no way in hell he's going to break up Zadorov and Branson. And it happened. And man, can I just say, shout out to Michael Stone for playing 18 minutes a night last night while shaking off rust because this man hasn't played since December 5th. He had three block shots, six hits, and he had a secondary assist on Blake Coleman's 3 nothing goal. Yeah, he played really well. He came in and uh, did what he was asked to do. Um, and you can't, you can't ask for more than, than that out of your seventh D-man, right? I mean, like, he, he came in, shook off rust, played well, like, I didn't think he was out of position 
at all last night. No, no. He, he did his job. He looked good. I was happy with him. I mean, it's a testament to how hard he works, I guess. You know, being – I mean, we, we don't really cover that because a guy like Michael Stone hasn't gotten much TV time this year. Yeah. Um, can we talk about how the shots ended at the end of the first period? 19 to 1 for the Calgary Flames. Shots were Matthew Kachuk to Jonas Hiller after the opening 20. Yeah. Um, Lindholm scored that beautiful power play goal um, on the rush, brings it up just above the hash marks, lets a wrister go. Grice doesn't stand a chance on that release. I mean, made it one nothing. And honestly, after that goal, I was like, the walls might fall down on Detroit here. Like it's it's about to get ugly. But I mean, yeah. good on Greg. He hung in there and he played a great game. Jacob Markstrom is one away from Kipper's single season franchise record. He should have it tied. Uh yeah, he should have it tied by now. Uh it's also our eleventh, technically twelfth. Ah, I got it. A team shutout to tie the franchise record since 04. What happened in 04 again, Noah? We were young. Uh, what, what happened I, in 04? I believe, like, we went to the Stanley Cup final or something like that. Yeah, something, something, you know, muley insignificant like that, right? And it's weird. Like, we had the same coach and, like, kind of the same, like, roster construction. It was weird. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm just going to say Zadorov and Goodbranson were absolute animals last night. Yeah, they were. 90% expected goals rate. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. You the power play goes two three last night. Yeah, um, dude, the power play, especially that second goal, that's a Foley goal. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Um, um, yeah, Elias Lindholm leads the NHL in plus minus by the way, plus 45. That's also the fourth highest plus minus total in a season in franchise history. If he can maintain this pace, he could match or surpass Joe Mullins plus 51 in 1989, which is the franchise record for plus minus in a season. Wow. That's disgusting. disgusting. The Flames turned the puck over a little bit too much for my liking last night. They turned the puck over 16 times. Detroit yeah. only five. Um, if you don't have those 16 turnovers, Detroit might not have had a shot, honestly. Um, like, and if they did, it would have been like five. Yeah. Fair. But I mean, if you clean those turnovers up heading into Colorado tonight, you're you're looking good. You're yeah, you're looking really good. Um Here's one thing I want to add. Since February 1st, the Flames are 15-2-1 and and have outscored their opponents 76-41 to and averaged out 4.22 goals per game and 2.28 goals against. That's like, what a wagon. Who wants to join? Seriously, this is an open invite to anyone who cheers for a shitty team. (laughs) <laughs> Hop on the bandwagon, please. We need more fans. We're accepting, yeah. And uh, Dean Morton, I just want to say that was very classy of the boys last night to congratulate him on his last, well, his final NHL game. Man ref 1,005 yep. games. And, I mean, you have a lot of referees that, you know, they deserve the praise. And then you have a lot of referees where you're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was really classy and, and good to see. 
Yeah, I, I love seeing that, honestly. Tyler Toffoli was a beast last night. Eight shot attempts, four scoring chances. 72% yeah. goals for to be um, five on five. That's wow. ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Toffoli is a god. Gaudreau's a god. Lindholm's a god. Kachuk's a god. Markstrom is a king. Just can we just accept that this team is ridiculous this season, please? Yeah. Like, this is, this is the best year of Flames hockey I've ever witnessed, and I'm so happy. I'm so yeah. happy. Yeah. I Huge respect to Giovanni Smith from the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, we played them twice this year, and he's fought Milan Lucic both games. So, yeah. good. Uh, guy's not scared of nobody. So, he was I, trying to get his back in it. I mean. Yeah, true. I mean, can I just say how much respect I have for Monaghan, though, to hit Witkowski like that? Witkowski yep. is a little bit of a wuss because of the time that you know, him and Chucky had that entanglement in early 2017. And Witkowski literally leaves to go to the room and then comes back onto the ice. Got suspended like 10 games for that, I think. Wasn't it? Nine or 10, something like that. And then Chucky got suspended a game for the slash. But yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Like, since that day, I'm like, okay, Witkowski's a cuck. And Monaghan took out the cuck. It was like Batman taking out the Joker. <laughs> and then Daryl Sutter talking to Eric Francis was like, was dead ass like Batman beating up those like rebels, like in <laughs> the beginning of the new one. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's good. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's good. Um, but yeah, no, this team is so good that if we go 500 in our next 24, we'll finish the regular season with 103 points. That's going 500. And I don't think this team's going 500 the rest of the way. <laughs> no, I don't think so one bit at all. Yeah. Um, uh, they showed that clip of the Chucky and Witowski beef or whatever. And all of a sudden the Flames goalie appears like in frame. And I'm like, who is that? Turns, John Gillies. I'm like, no way. That's legendary. <laughs> that was like one of the few games that he started to. Yeah. That was like... <laughs> Like 17, 18 was like the season he got the most of his limelight because of the Smith injury yeah. later that season. Like, oh my God. That was like the, the, that was like his career defining moment as a flame that season. Cause he dressed for like close to like 12 games that year. Like just, uh, what a time, dude. What a time. He's actually been playing this year. Hey, he's played a couple yeah. games in New Jersey. Yeah. Mm, he has and one more thing about the game last night 11 flames players had at least one shot on goal in the first period the red whereas the red wings had one shot like we alluded to earlier yeah that's like i don't know what else i can add about domination god bless this team let's see how we do tonight against colorado i'll be interested to see the lineup and stuff and i mean if you have anything else to add we can but i'm i'm pretty much i think i, I mean my bases i there's like one word to describe that game yesterday. And that was an absolute manhandle. Like that was men against boys and it wasn't even close. I mean, this team, it's going to continue to impress us all. And I'm, I'm here for it and I'm ready for it. Hell yeah. Like it, it gets me so hyped. We've got a, another interesting week coming up. Pretty easy schedule though. New Jersey on Wednesday, Buffalo on Friday. So I'm not exactly... 
oh no, the Sabres are in town. But at the same time, it's also like, oh no, the Sabres are in town. Because when the schedule's easier, this team has a track record of letting up a little bit. That's what I was just going to say. Um, I, yeah, I hope they're not looking at the records before next week's game. <laughs> just prepare the same way you do every night and go out and, oh. and show, show what you do. Hell yeah. If you like our content, consider subscribing, liking. If you know anyone else who's a Flames fan, tell them to watch our stuff. We're cool people. We promise. Anything else you want to add? No, I think I'm good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we oh, really yeah. appreciate it. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening, guys.